0: Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, the podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips, and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at Discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Baby Matt, more baby mat, adjustments for Discoculia. Let teens sleep some longer, and fitter bodies have larger gray matter. This is our podcast for week 32 in 2022, and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Coolia Services, and she's going to help us make sense of the links that we have on our website, DiscoKuliaHeadlines.com. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, i love to be back. Absolutely so good to see you again. We have wonderful links, and uh, we do need to go over <clears throat> them with you so that we get some more background on it. Now, the first one is about books with dots for babies. What are those? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. This is a funny book. It's about Bayesian probability for babies. Now, let's first review that word Bayesian probability for those who are not familiar with the concept. It is an interpretation of the concept of probability, so not an exact calculation. But it's more the frequency that something can happen. So it's your uh, reasonable expectation that something is going to happen. Okay. And and that you already kind of have a gut feeling about. So these little books show uh, where there are dots, on cookies, actually, I think they they are um, uh, either chocolate chips or um, uh, M&Ms or colorful things. But, okay, on so the cookies. You, okay. On the cookies. So we have cookies with and without those little decorations.
0: Okay.
1: And then they take uh, a bite, they show a bite of the cookie, and then um, let the kids think about if... That piece that you bite off the cookie does not have any colorful decorations. Do you think that that comes from a cookie with or without the decorations? And it's the babies
0: a need to figure that out.
1: Well, you can show you can show the pictures, okay, and make sure that it's not completely sure, but that the chances are. That if you take two or three bites from the same cookie and you still haven't gotten any chocolate chip, that is probably a cookie without any chocolate chips. Okay. So, um, it's, it's, um, it's a very interesting way to look at it. I, I don't know if the kids will um, understand the scientific background of it, but it's certainly what makes them... Uh, think, and it will show you how your baby reacts to the different uh, situations on the page. So, yeah, it's also a conversation starter, and as such, I think it's it's useful. I might suggest to use it to with slightly older kids than the, than the book indicates, but <laughs> yeah. still, it I think it is um it's a really it nice great for way little toddlers. Of,
0: actually, yes, right. Now the next link says more baby math are we on a theme here
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that that's about uh, research uh, that found that um, like young um, young kids uh, here they were uh, around 14 months old babies um, who hear counting in words realize that counting indicates a quantity So this is a really great research. And the website has a wonderful short video explaining how they have done it all. You know, the amazing thing to know when they have feely boxes where they put little cars or toys in and then let the kid um, um, pull them out. And if they keep looking for, hey, uh, there were four in here and I only have three taken out, I'm going to look again. There might be another one in there. Okay. So without saying the words themselves, the kids start to have an idea of quantity. It's the concept. And (coughs) learning the count and then learning that the last number you say is actually the quantity shown of that group, that is usually a big move for children and it comes a little bit later. That's using those counting words. But this is about the concept and with this research, it shows that talking to them and counting out loud already, when you count something or when you show something, makes a difference for them and will speed up their understanding of uh, quantity.
0: It's amazing research. It's very good. Very yes,
1: good. absolutely.
0: So, so when you play with your kid, just make sure that you actually count them out loud. Like yeah, counting cross, out loud cross.
1: helps to draw attention oh, okay. to quantity.
0: Okay, that's good. Next link uh, sounds important. It's about adjustments for dyscalculia. What are those?
1: Yeah, this is from uh, SPELT, which stands for Supporting uh, Children and Adults with Specific Learning Difficulties. Uh, share a wonderful resource, and they have a list of adjustments you can make for children who have dyscalculia. Now, it's... Uh, Actually, free downloadable PDF. We really like free. Yeah, absolutely. With information on what you can do uh, to help those children. Now, uh, and although this comes from Australia and they refer a little bit to the specific legislation over there, lots of information is good to have and wonderful to see and very generally applicable so they recommend uh, mini whiteboards and and we also uh, use a lot of them kids love them Um, it's easier to erase if you make a mistake it's not that definitive than when you write something with a a uh, pen pen on (laughs) the paper (laughs) right Right. (laughs) and um one suggestion that is meant for all students is do not introduce timed tasks until the student is able to complete the task with accuracy, so they really uh, promote accuracy before speed, and I right. totally uh, agree with that.
0: Good, good. So
1: I think they have a few more things you can look at the website and then the link yourself. You can
0: download it. Um, it's a whole uh, whole list of helpful. Yeah. Uh, so helpful so tips.
1: what we also say a lot is. Learning a few number facts at a time. Don't throw a whole multiplication right. table at it's them. It's overwhelming. Okay. It's too overwhelming. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, again, a great resource for okay. teachers and, uh, and parents. Okay.
0: Now, we're going to be very popular with the next link. It says, letting teens sleep longer. Now, what can we learn here? <laughs> I'm sure the teens will like this podcast now.
1: Absolutely, and, and so do we, because it's research-based. So this is a post from the UK ad chat, and it's uh, originated at Penn State. So a later school start time could mean that teens are more likely to get enough sleep, because we know that sleep is usually not enough and um. So, like I said, Penn Penn State University research uh, is based on. So, what it did in a national study of urban teenagers, they found that high school starting times after 8.30 increased the likelihood that they get the minimum recommended amount of sleep. And that benefits their overall health and well-being, and we know that that is related to learning, Right? right now it makes sense when you think about it because the other alternative to get enough sleep would be to have them to go to bed early
0: well, <laughs> well
1: try that yeah
0: chance there
1: <laughs> that's a difficult discussion dis- right. you, you don't want to have uh, because you probably can't win um, but we have to say sports games online shows all continue to end at the same time as before So it's difficult to change that. So as long as you make sure that the teen then sticks to the regular uh, bedtime, they will get up some later and and have that extra sleep time. And we also know that the teenage years um, are years of very fast brain development, and we definitely want to give that brain the best chances uh, for, uh, for growth.
0: Right. And so, I and I guess that the, the starting times of high schools are, are merely driven by the fact that the parents bring the children to school and their work starts at eight thirty and therefore or at eight and that's why these schools start at an ugly Early time. Yeah, and
1: there's another reason, obviously, that we try to use our school buses for three different school runs. Right. And one group is the unlucky group that
0: <laughs> That's totally is really <laughs> assigned the
1: early pickup. Right. And actually, it's not. And good for they sometimes all of have them.
0: band practice before school, or they have football practice before school. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. This is research-based. School should read this and actually take notes and uh, and make an effort to uh, to start school a little bit. Later later for the high schoolers. It brings us to the last uh, link for this week, and it says that fitter bodies have larger gray matter. Is that true?
1: Yeah, well, actually, that is kind of linked to the previous um, post. Um, uh, This is from the researchers from the University of Granada in south of Spain, and they found um, actually for the first time in history that Physical fitness in children may affect their brain structure, uh, which we have suspected for years and years. And that uh, may in turn have an influence on their academic performance. And we all know that most of the private schools in the UK have already incorporated kind of PE on a daily basis. And they are at some very high Um, achieving schools there, right? So more specifically, the researchers have confirmed that physical fitness in children, especially aerobic capacity and motor ability, is associated with greater volume of gray matter in several cortical and subcortical brain uh, regions. So this is something you cannot overlook. This is what we all need to know about. So I guess it's something, again, that proves how useful um, the research is and and how wonderful an educator can take advantage of it. Now, it's already known that doing math in the morning is good, for instance. So involving children was uh, another outcome of research finding, and now we need to make sure we get them moving to make sure they have the best opportunities so now it's kind of over to the school boards to make sure they implement this great and also that they they what i saw here is they rightfully appeal to lawmakers yes to implement more movement in schools and i feel
0: Department of Education, yes. Look
1: more at the research instead of politically based policies.
0: Okay. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Schroeder, for your insights this week. We hope to see you again next week. Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, and her quest in life is to bring awareness for the forgotten learning disability, Discoculia. And for this, she has developed a training to help teachers become Disco tutors. So when you are so inclined, go to the website tutortraining.org and learn all you need to know about how to become a Disco tutor.